Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 52. In this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about eating choices and decisions while on vacation, but more specifically, Jacqueline's eating choices when we were in Disneyland on our most recent trip. This most recent trip was a big success for you, and we wanted to dig a little deeper and get into some how and why you made the choices you did on this trip. Right. So on this past trip to Disneyland, it was a huge success for me because I didn't go in completely restricting or completely binging on food or having that thought process of constantly thinking, should I be eating this? Should I not have this? What's the scale going to do? Am I going to gain weight? And those constant fear of being away and away from like your normal routine and food choices and schedule. And it kind of was a huge relief to me and really eye-opening on how far I've come on my journey in terms of my relationship with food, especially like Kevin said, on vacation or on this most recent trip to Disneyland that we went on. And so that's why we wanted to just dig in a little bit deeper as to how I came to the decisions and the thought process and how I felt kind of eating these different foods with being on this new kind of part of my journey with not weighing myself, but still trying to lose weight, but most inc- more, but most importantly, recovering from an eating disorder. Right. And I think that's a, the, that success that you're, you saw and you felt and you continue to feel, I think is a huge testament to the amount of work that you've put in on working on your relationship with food and making progress with your eating disorder and the things that you've done internally to work on that mind-body connection and kind of really put your best foot forward when it comes to your relationship with food. Right. And I think it's one of those classic cases when it's like if you look at yourself every day in the mirror, you're not going to maybe always see progress or changes because you see yourself every single day. And I think that's what was kind of happening to me is I knew changes were happening, but I was in my same routine doing the same thing. So it was hard for me to kind of see some of the changes or the progress that was going on until I stepped outside of my normal routine schedule and my home environment to a place like Disneyland on vacation for it to really be like, wow, I have made progress because it's like I said, it's hard to see day to day. But when you remove yourself and you do something different, And you see that huge growth. I think that's kind of what happened for me. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. I think, like you said, it was getting away from that everyday routine and having something different that really opened your eyes to the progress that you have made. Right. Because it's easy for me to see some of the mental changes and progress that I've made. I see a huge difference mentally on how I think I view and what I'm doing with that progress. But it's sometimes hard for me to see anything else or physically how well I'm doing or, okay, that's great when I'm in an environment where I can cook my food, measure my food, bring my own food and have it be like in a controlled environment. But it did make me nervous stepping outside of that a little bit to go to Disneyland. So that's where I kind of want to jump in and talk about how this trip really actually helped kind of make me see just how much progress I've made And how important it is that even if you're not seeing progress to keep trusting your journey and what you're doing, because it's hard to kind of see it in yourself sometimes, but that we just have to keep going. 
So in the past, I've completely restricted at Disneyland on vacations where I even brought my own Jenny Craig food, Jenny Craig snacks, portioned out snacks and food, and that's all I allowed myself to eat. I wouldn't even have a bite of any Disneyland food or snacks, even though I wanted it desperately. It was this thought in my head, like, if you eat that, you're going to gain weight. If you eat that, the scale is going to go up. Don't do that because that's not the right thing that you should be doing. And it was to a point where it's obsessively restricting anything and not allowing myself to have anything. And then I went the completely opposite way, where then I was like, pretty much screw this, I'm going to eat everything I want. And it wasn't listening to my body or my hunger cues. And it was pretty much stuffing food down my face because it was this thought of, I have to eat all this food now because when I go home, I'm never going to allow myself to have this again. Or next time I go to Disneyland, I'm never going to do this again. So I have to eat all this food now. And so that constant binge and restrict, especially in Disneyland, was something going into this trip I knew I did not want to do. I knew how it felt to completely restrict and I hated it. And I also knew how it felt to completely binge out on food and how sick I was. And I hated that feeling too. So going into this trip, I really had to focus on trying to find that middle ground and trying to find a way where I could still enjoy my trip and food without completely restricting or completely binging. Right. And I think that's very, very powerful. Like you said, as you know what it's like to be on both sides of that binge restrict cycle and you know that where you want to be is is out there somewhere. And so with that work that you'd been doing at home and the, the, the time that you had kind of to build a new routine and new habits and new thoughts and, and the work that you've done with your therapist, it puts you kind of like in this perfect storm of, okay, let's throw you out in the deep end and see, can you swim with these new habits and these new thoughts and this new way of thinking mm-hmm. and viewing food? Right. And it was really going in what my therapist told me to. And it was really focusing on my feelings and how the choices and the decisions, especially around food, was going to make me feel. Not worrying about what the scale is going to do. Not worrying about, is it going to make me gain weight? But how am I going to feel with those choices and the decisions that I'm making? And so that's kind of the thought process I really started using and reminding myself I'm in control. I'm in control of what I eat, what I don't eat. And all of those choices and decisions are up to me. It's not up to what the scale is going to say. It's not up to, am I going to lose weight or gain weight on this trip? It's how are these decisions going to make me feel? Right. And I think with you being such a logical thinker, you know how binging out and eating whatever you want makes you physically feel, but also how you mentally and emotionally feel mm-hmm. after you do that as well. The same way with with restricting, you know how that emotionally makes you feel. You know how that physically makes you feel. So like you, 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 with being such a logical thinker, you know that relationship definitely is 100% able to find somewhere in the middle that, okay, I feel pretty good when I do X, Y, and Z. Right. And another thing that really kind of helped me, like Kevin said, find that middle is reminding myself of it's not now or never. It's not all or nothing. It's not, I have to eat this all now because I'm never going to allow myself to have it again. And I think that's the number one key in how this trip went is reminding myself over and over again of that specific thought is I think that was more powerful for me than how is this food going to make me feel? How am I going to binge or restrict? It's really reminding myself it's not all or nothing. You don't have to go in and eat every single thing because you're not going to go and restrict again when you go home. It's really this thought process of 
you enjoy your trip and you just keep going. It's not now I'm on vacation and I'm going to throw everything away and eat whatever I want. And then when right when I get home, it's back to restricting back on plan back on my diet. It's just this is a continuation of life. This is a lifestyle. So it doesn't have to be I eat everything now or I'm never going to have it again. And that's that thought process. I think that truly helped me not binge or restrict on this trip. I mean, I could see the wheels turning when you were thinking about what to eat and when to eat it. And it was really cool to see that change kind of happen. Like, and I don't think you really necessarily realized it until after we got home and we'd kind of talked about it. Right. Of like this whole process that you'd gone through of, okay, what do I want most? What's going to make me feel the best? I'm going to have a snack. I'm going to have a treat. I'm going to have what it may be. But it was like, okay, I know I'm not going to have all of it, but I'm going to have something. Mm-hmm. And to see you kind of make those choices and decisions throughout this whole trip, it was really cool to kind of watch happen. And it was really cool for me, too, to not be obsessing about food the whole time. I feel like before we would go and it would constantly be obsessing about what I was going to eat, what I wasn't going to eat, would I allow myself this, would I not allow myself that? And I think, like Kevin said, the thoughts were always kind of in my head, but it was more like a positive shift of, okay, what are we going to do that's best for us? It's not anything else besides how is this going to make me feel? What are we going to do? What's best for us? What am I going to enjoy now in the moment? And I think that's something I haven't experienced probably ever (laughs) with going through recovery or weight loss or dealing with some of these issues because it's always been so stuck on this. If I eat this, will the scale go up? And that fear of like that failure on vacation that you allowed yourself, quote unquote, to give in and go off your diet and that you shouldn't have done that. And that fear and that shame and that guilt. And like Kevin said, it was really cool to like for him to see that, but for me to not feel that. It was just like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulder where it wasn't, I was constantly obsessing over every single thing. Right. You could see that freedom that you felt of, okay, if I want a sweet treat, if I want a churro, if I want a cupcake, if I want ice cream, if I want ever, it's there, I can have it. But I don't really feel like that right now. So mm-hmm. it's there. I can have it if I want it, but I'm okay having whatever you wanted to do. Like it was really cool to see that kind of play out. And I feel like I've somewhat made progress with that when I'm home in a controlled environment of what do I want to eat and feeding my body what sounds good in the moment. But when I go somewhere like vacation or Disneyland, it's usually all bets are off and I don't have that same mindset there. So for that to carry over was a huge win for me. But like I said, I don't want it to seem like this was an easy thing. It's taken me years to get here of being aware and going to therapy and being diagnosed with this eating disorder and putting a hundred percent effort into healing from this because it's not an easy thing to overcome. And I hope that kind of by me sharing this, if it's something that you struggle with, gives you hope to keep trusting your progress and what you're doing. So you can hopefully get to the same place where some of these things are starting to happen for you, but it's not easy. (laughs) It doesn't, didn't just happen overnight for me. And I think the major thing with this trip was knowing that what I'm doing and trusting the progress and the process of what's happening is what I have to keep doing. It was that reminder of even if I don't see changes happening, look at how much I am changing and growing and relearning things. And this trip was that huge reminder to just keep going on my journey. And I think one of the number one things that helped was going in with a plan And I don't mean like a plan where I tracked and I wrote down, okay, these are all the foods I have to get and I'm going to eat. 
but I went in and I looked, okay, since Disneyland has been closed for over a year, they're going to have special snacks and treats and celebration foods that are new, but they're also going to have their everyday things like the churro, the popcorn, pretzel, whatever it is that I always love and enjoy getting when I'm there. So I really looked through some of the new foods that were going to be there and kind of mentally said, okay, some of these things sound really good. I might want to check it out while I'm there. And I think that helped in kind of being more prepared and aware of this is what's going to be there or what my choices or options might be, but not going in with like a checklist of, okay, let's get these 20 snacks because we're here and I have to get all of these things. It was more just being aware of what was going to be there. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to get a churro. Oh, but then I didn't know they had this cupcake, but I didn't know they had this other churro, but they didn't know I had this. And then that could spiral me into more of like a binge. So I think making a plan in terms of just knowing what was available. So on day one, when I kind of woke up in the morning, we were getting ready. There was a whole bunch of excitement. The first thing I did before we left the hotel was I drank a protein shake. And this is something Kevin and I have done pretty much on all the kind of trips we go on is bringing some of these protein shakes with us. Because I know for me, if I don't have enough protein, I get a really bad headache. And when I'm out of my normal environment, it's sometimes harder for me to get protein in because I'm kind of picky with meat and it grosses me out and all that. So I knew starting the day with some protein was going to help me maybe throughout the day. No, exactly. And I think too, for us, it's, it's one of those things where especially at Disneyland, we lean more towards like the sweet treats and there isn't a lot of protein in a lot of that stuff. Um, so it's, it's something that for us, it's just been like, okay, this is just how we do it now. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, and it's not to like hit a certain macro or protein or calorie, whatever. It's just starting the day with a little bit of extra protein, especially it was important when we were in Disneyland because we didn't know how this day was going to play out at all. We didn't know when we would get into the parks, what food would be open, available, what they would have for breakfast, because all we saw was like all the snacks and treats that they were going to have. We didn't know what breakfast or foods, when we would be able to eat. And so even though I wasn't necessarily hungry before we went and I drank it, I knew in the moment that this was the best thing for my body to give it something, to give it some nourishment, to give it some protein So I wasn't going in then starving and adding to that wanting to binge because I was so hungry. And so that's kind of what started off the day is listening to my body and drinking a protein shake, even though it might not have been the best thing, what I wanted in the moment that I was necessarily hungry, but I knew long-term this was going to be best for me and my body in terms of food and food choices and the great way to start the day. And so then when we got into the park, it was really telling myself about listening to my body, listening to hunger cues, listening to what I wanted to do. And I think it didn't start off the best because Kevin and I were so excited to be in the park and we were kind of like kids, like we were there for the first time, like, oh my gosh, and running back and forth and seeing all these things that those hunger cues kind of, which was weird, they just kind of went away. And we weren't really hungry. We were going on rides, taking pictures, taking in all the sights and sounds. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, it's like 11 o'clock and we haven't still had a single thing besides the protein shake. And so the first thing I got, which is what I needed because I was already dragging because we were up at like five in the morning, (laughs) was a coffee. 
And so we sat down. I had my iced coffee in front of the castle. I mean, kind of planned out, okay, we need some food. What are we going to have next? What sounds good? What are we going to go eat? Because we have to schedule in this time to eat. And I think that's what's sometimes hard is, especially like at a theme park or Disneyland, is it's a lot of grab and go and rushing here and there. And that's hard for me to then listen to those hunger cues and listen to my body when I'm so bouncing back and forth and excited and in line for a ride and all these things and you have to wear a mask. It was a lot for me to take in. So I just had to say, okay, we need to take a break. We sat on a bench. I drank my coffee and I was really like, okay, what do I feel like? What sounds good? What do I want? And I think that's so important is to really take that time for yourself, no matter what you're doing or who you're with, if it's a family trip, whatever it is, to take time away from everything that's going on and check in with yourself. What do you need? What does your body need? What is it telling you? Absolutely. I think it's so important. I think especially too, when for us, we hadn't been out and about to a whole lot of places other than to work. So being out and in Disneyland, it was like, hyper stimulation like mm-hmm. it was everything that's like like just being out and around people and having all of those like disneyland emotions i mm-hmm. guess flowing it was really important and really cool to watch you kind of take that step back and really ground yourself and say okay this is what i need to do for me and to actually do it and put it into practice because it was one of those things where we were go 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 and i didn't feel hungry it wasn't like oh my gosh kevin i'm starving we have to stop to eat but it was, I knew we'd been in the park for several hours. We were going back and forth and I didn't feel any hunger cues. And so I knew I had to take a moment to stop to check in with myself because my body and my mind were not syncing up because I knew by now I should be hungry. I should be feeding my body something. I should be eating something. And because I wasn't feeling that, that's what Kevin was saying too. We had to take that step back and be like, okay, let's sit down. Let's calm ourselves down. I got a coffee and I was just like, okay, let's you know, get away from all the hustle and bustle and sit down and figure out what I need. And once that happened, I was like, you know what? I am hungry. Then it was that signal of my body telling me you are hungry. You do need to find something to eat that I didn't feel until I was able to sit down and really center myself and focus on my body and my mind and what was going on. So I knew then I didn't really want a sweet, a cupcake, a cookie, a churro. I was like, I need some food, like actual food. And this is where it was a little bit tricky and it's different now because more things are opening up now, but there wasn't a lot of food choices beyond snacks and desserts in Disneyland on opening day. And it made it a little bit difficult to actually have a meal or something that was going to give you substantial like energy or nourishment besides popcorn and a churro and all those sweets and treats. Right. And so the good thing is that Bengal Barbecue is open, and that's one of our favorites anyway. And so I was like, you know what? That sounds really good. There's chicken skewers. Usually it comes with like rice and like a coleslaw, but they were just doing the skewers. So we got some chicken skewers. Kevin got some like meat skewers, and we sat down, had those with water, and it was just really good to be like, this was a nice little snack, because really that's all that was available was snacks. But it was something that really kind of filled me up and actually was good for my body to give me the energy to keep going on this kind of busy day. And I was very mindful and checking in with myself. Was I still hungry? Did I want more chicken? Did I need something else? 
and really making sure to keep myself satisfied so I didn't get to a point where I'm starving and it was easier to binge. So it was really enjoying Bengal barbecue. Like I said, it's one of my absolute favorites anyway. Enjoying it, enjoying it again after over a year, but then also making sure I was eating enough and then stopping if I was full or eating more if I needed more. Right. And I think the other key thing was at that point, you had had nourishment, you had food. We said, okay, let's go ride a couple rides and then we'll re kind of evaluate where we are, what we need, what we're going, what's going on and that kind of thing. And so it was like kind of different to, uh, as opposed to kind of running around aimlessly wherever the day took us to kind of having this little plan of, okay, we're going to check in with ourselves every mm-hmm. couple of hours and see, are we paying attention to those hunger cues? Are we doing what our bodies need? Right. Especially it was like over 90 degrees. It was like 95 degrees. It was so hot. So we also had to remember to check in with ourselves and take a break to sit down and drink some water and reminding ourselves it's not just food. It's keeping ourselves hydrated and nourished with water and something to drink too. So like Kevin said, we were both really mindful of making sure we not only got enough food, but that we're mindful of like our hydration and keeping ourselves hydrated because that's another thing is if I don't drink enough water, I get really bad migraines. And so it's not only to fuel my body and give me energy, but it's to take care of myself so I don't get a headache and I am, you know, both of us aren't getting like heat exhaustion or whatever. So like Kevin said, we rode a few rides, whatever, and I kind of turned to him. I remember we were in line and I was like, I want a cupcake. And he's like, okay. And so I knew they had a celebration cupcake. It was one of the things I saw on the menu when I was looking at their special foods and snacks that they were having. It's like their celebration cupcake, the magic is back cupcake. And I knew I wanted it. So then we ordered it, got the cupcake, sat down in the shade with some water. I had my cupcake. I don't remember what snack you got. You got something. I think I might have had a Dole Whip or something. And I just sat down and I enjoyed the cupcake. And it was amazing to kind of sit there without guilt, without shame, without should I be doing this and actually enjoying the cupcake. And that for me felt really good. Like that was, I think, one of the moments where it felt really good. And I actually saw that progress where I can sit down in Disneyland and not feel shame or guilt of having the cupcake, but also not feeling like I then need to go eat 20 more cupcakes because I'm here and I'm never going to do this again. Right. Or looking at that menu and saying, okay, this place has the cupcake, but they also have the macaroon and they also have this and they also have that. And I'm going to get all of those things mm-hmm. because I'm going to have a snack now. Right. So uh, at uh, Jolly Holiday Bakery, they have so many good snacks, like so many good treats. And I think that's what felt good is like Kevin said, it would have been easy to say, okay, we're already ordering from this. Let's get the macaroon, the raspberry macaroon, the the cupcake, the cookie, all these things because we're here and I'm never going to allow myself to have this again. It was, this is what I want. This is what sounds good in the moment. This is one of the things I knew I wanted to get for myself and it sounded good in the moment, so I'm going to have it. And eating just that cupcake and feeling satisfied and moving on with my day felt so good without then that need to restrict or then binge on more snacks. So I think it's really that mindfulness And really listening to your body and what it wants without thinking, what's this going to do on the scale? What's this going to do to my body? What's this going to do with my weight loss or weight gain? And not falling into that all or nothing mentality or I have to eat everything because tomorrow I'm never going to allow myself to have it again. And really reminding myself of those thoughts every single time I was hungry or wanted food or wanted to eat something. And then 
from there we got I don't remember how it went, but we were like walking by the castle and they had like their celebration churro. Well, I think we probably went and rode a few more rides and again. And this was like just something we happened to walk by it and I was like, Oh my gosh, we should try that. I just want to try it. I, it wasn't like I was hungry. It wasn't I was ready for a snack. It was just kind of one of those things of, I want to try that. And I think that in the moment I didn't realize until we got home was a huge step for me because it wasn't something that was calculated. It wasn't something that was on my list. It wasn't something that had been planned. But it was just I saw it in the moment and I wanted to try it. So I allowed myself to get it and try it. And I had a few bites and moved on and I was fine. And that I think is something that is kind of worth mentioning because a lot of the times we're praised for not eating food or we're told you're so strong, your willpower is so strong, you're so good because you're making good choices and not eating this food. But at the same time, I also feel like if you're struggling with that binge and restrict and you're allowing yourself to have something without shame or guilt, that should be celebrated too. It should be the same thing as celebrating someone who doesn't eat it because for me, the progress was actually allowing myself to eat it without shame or guilt because in the moment, that's what I wanted. Absolutely. And, and not having that shame or guilt without it being calculated. Right. Because so, for so long, everything you had done had been so calculated and measured and, and predetermined. And to be able to say, okay, I'm walking past that churro. It looks good. I'm going to have a few bites. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge step in, in the right direction. So I think we have to think of those wins too, where it's not always what you're not doing or being praised for the foods you're not eating. But we have to celebrate that progress of allowing yourself to enjoy food at the same time without completely binging, because that's a huge win in and of itself. And so enjoyed that churro, didn't really think anything of it, like I said, until we got home. And then it was close to kind of like closing and we both kind of were getting hungry, but nothing kind of sounded good. And this is where I kind of had to think back of what my therapist had said where she said, even if you're on a road trip, you're out in the middle of nowhere, the only food available is gas station food and you really don't want that. Sometimes you just have to eat something because your body needs it rather than waiting because that's not what actually sounds good or what you actually maybe want in the moment. So thinking of all of that, you know, Kevin and I enjoyed the last few hours in Disneyland. And when we left, because like I said, there was only a, like snack foods left at that point. And I think it would have been easy for me to just go and start binging out on cookies or popcorn or candy or pretzels or like that kind of snacky food. And I think once I got into that, it would have started kind of a binge, not because I was so hungry, but because of that mindset of we didn't really have that much to eat today. And then kind of once you start, you kind of it's hard to stop at that point. Exactly. And so we kind of made the decision of let's go outside of Disneyland and find something to eat for dinner that we don't have to eat here. So we left right when the park closed, got in our car, drove, got some chicken and just kind of enjoyed that food. And I think that helped me kind of A, get more protein, but B, not just force myself to eat snacky foods, but listen to what my body needed, which was more of a meal instead of popcorn. And so, yes, in the moment, I could have found something in Disneyland. They had chicken strips. They had all those things there. But I think actually listening and saying, you know what, we can go 10 minutes and go drive and get something else and relax in our hotel room with air conditioning and just kind of relax felt like the better option for me. 
No, and I think, like you said, that that's a great progress to be able to say, okay, this is what's best for me, and this is what I'm going to do, as opposed to, okay, there's this here, and I don't really want that, but this sounded better to you. That's what you chose to do, and you made it happen. Like there, right. there's, That's absolutely 100% progress, because there was a time where you would have said, okay, this is my option. I can have a corn dog. I can have a pretzel. I can have all of these snacky things, but nothing's really like a true meal. And you would have had one of all of those things mm-hmm. and been miserable afterwards. Right. And so I think it goes back. What my therapist said is if this was the only option and I had to find something in Disneyland because there was no other option, I would have made it work. Knowing how the day was going, I would have found something to enjoy, to have, to eat for dinner and been able to be okay with it. But there was another option. There was another choice for me. And so that's why I decided to make that choice. And I think that's what we need to look at is if you are somewhere where you can make another choice that you might feel might be better for you, that's okay. But if you're in a situation where this is the only thing available, it's either you eat in Disneyland or you don't eat anything else, absolutely a thousand percent you need to find something in Disneyland to eat, even if it doesn't sound the best, even if it might not be the best, the thing that you want, whatever it is, it's always better to eat something than allow yourself to not eat anything. Right. And I think that's important to bring up too, because don't if you choose not to eat anything, that can lead to that slippery slope of a binge or a restriction or all of these other things. And that's what you're trying to break away from. Right. And so I think it's listening to your body, listening to your hunger cues and figuring out in the moment what's going to be the best option for you. Because regardless of what you ate, how the rest of your day goes, you still deserve to eat no matter what and not eating because it might not sound the best or you think, oh, it's already too high in calories. I shouldn't eat that. It's always better to eat something better than nothing. And so I think that kind of helped with, you know, what my therapist said. And I kind of felt her in my ear a lot of the time, but it was so helpful to have some of those key words or key phrases or thoughts so I can really check in with myself and figure out what's going to be best for me. And that's why for that final meal of the day, yes, it was fried chicken, But for me, that was the best choice for me rather than eating popcorn and candy and all of those other things and kind of binging on those to try to satisfy that need for like more of a meal for dinner. And I think that's where I kind of went to bed and I told Kevin, I said, I did not stress over food this time. I did not obsess over what I was eating. I did not stress of shame or guilt or I should eat this or I shouldn't eat that. And it was kind of that relief of, what I'm doing is working. I have to keep trusting the process and feeling like I was thrown into this environment of Disneyland with all these tempting foods and snacks and things around me that wasn't in my like controlled little environment at home and feeling so good about everything I did like that. It really opened my eyes to I'm the one in control. I'm the one who has the power. The choices and the decisions of what I choose to eat or not eat are up to me. And it just kind of reinforced that way of thinking of how important it is to listen to your body and listen to yourself, especially when it comes to food and doing what's best for you. Right. I I don't think you could wrap this whole episode up any better than what you just said. It's all about taking back that power and having that control over the choices that you're making and making those choices that are best for you. And how your food choices are going to make you feel and not basing it on what's the scale going to say, what's my weight loss progress going to be, but it's how are these choices and the decisions going to make me feel 
And I think that's the most powerful thing for me is really listening to myself and my body and trusting myself again, trusting my body again. And that's been the most powerful thing for me to get me to this place I am now in terms of my recovery. Right. And I think that all of these things considered, I think it was hard for you to trust your body because you'd silenced those thoughts and feelings for so long and to actually be able to go out into the real world and say, I can make these choices and these choices are good for me and I'm actually able to have success making my own choices. It was really powerful. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So if you're someone who struggles with this kind of binge restrict thought process, especially when it comes to like trips or traveling or out of your home environment, I just want you to know you're not alone and that we all have to just keep doing the best we can. It's not easy. It's not something where it just snapped and overnight I'm better and I'm recovered from this because I came home and I still had a few struggling days. Like it's not perfect and not every day is going to be this way. And who knows next time I go to Disneyland, if it'll be this way. But I think we just have to keep focusing on the day that we're in and doing the best we can every single day. And I think that's what's most key and most important to take away from this is really trusting yourself and your body and doing what's best for you. So with that, I think we'd like to wrap this up and thank everybody who's taken the time to listen to our episode today. If you could also help us out by taking the time to recommend our podcast to a friend or family member who might also find value from our conversation, that would help us out greatly. There's one last thing you can do to help us, and that would be to take the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And one last thing, remember, it's never too late to fly. fly.